0: Hey sports fans coach Nick here and welcome to the b-ball breakdown live show post the Raptors uh, Sixers game three as always I'm joined by Jared Weiss at Jared Weiss NBA I think you're there Jared hey, are you there
1: yeah can you hear me fine? I think
0: we, we can hear you counting we can hear you talking we can hear you doing everything
1: those are the three things I can do so that's good
0: all right now let's find out if we can do it all at the same time and of course uh, I need to hit record on the recordings because you did not remind me to do that but no problem I'll get I'll get it from end. Hey, don't, um, don't forget later. to
1: record, by the way.
0: Good idea. All right. So we're, we're recording. We're live. It looks like we got YouTube going. We've got Periscope going. Uh, we got people talking to me. Seagull four, five, seven, six, whatever is saying subcoach, And I'm saying what's up. And again, I can't comment. I can't coach. I, the browser experience on Periscope does not is, is suboptimal. Um, now let's see what we got here going in the, uh, the YouTube chats going. Whoa, it's already going big time. All right. So Jared, we got to talk about the game. Game three, I kind of hate watched it, okay? I will admit that I kind of felt like the uh, Raptors kind of had control of the series. They won game one in in convincing fashion. Uh, They didn't really play well, and they got it close in game two, and it kind of felt like there was a couple plays here or there. But what happened in game three, man?
1: Uh, I think Joel Embiid's good, again. That helped. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard's pretty good, too is pretty good. I mean, Kawhi in the, I think it was the early third quarter, it seemed like he was going to shoot them back into it, yeah. and then Butler and Nambi just kind of ran away there. I mean, those guys were just attacking so well, and Jimmy Butler's defense was really put a stamp on this game in the fourth quarter. You know well, you know, what's interesting? and
0: We'll get into what I hate, I, I why I always hate watching the game, but Uh, What I thought was interesting was I did a video where I I analyzed how the starters lined up with uh, the uh, starters, the way Brett Brown did it. Because remember, he did a kind of a radical change um, where they had Embiid guarding Siakam and Gasol guarding Harris. Or or, no, I'm sorry. I'm going the other way around. Harris guarding Gasol, um, Siakam, whatever it was. You know the the whole deal. Uh, Who was guarding? We know that Simmons is guarding Kawhi. Anyway, they went away from that. In game three, they started out in a very conventional way, which I thought was really interesting because in my video, I kind of showed at least in those 15 minutes when those, those, those five were matched up against each other, the Raptors scored really well. So it didn't really work. And people were arguing with me on Twitter about it. And I was like, well, I, I mean, okay, maybe other times when the other fives got mixed up a little bit, then we saw some, some success uh, with the Sixers uh, matching up and beat on on Siakam and whatnot, but it didn't work when they were the starters out there. So, strangely enough, Brett Round went away from that. And um, I wonder if they saw the same thing than I did.
1: Well, it seemed like the, the Philly defense was trying to overload sometimes onto the strong side. Because mm-hmm. it seemed like we saw a few times passes from, like, one elbow all the way into the far corner to find an open shooter. So, I think Toronto, the way that they were trying to work this game plan was to try to attract more Philly defenders over and just maybe probably just try to get two on Kawhi on ball. And that seemed to be working, I guess, a little bit there. But regardless of what the matchup is, I thought this was more about Philly just imposing their will physically on both ends of the floor rather than just like matchups being the issue.
0: Yeah, I think that was part of it. I do think that at least in the beginning, it felt like the Raptors were getting good shots. They couldn't hit. So Danny Green is a buzzkill and he's been a buzzkill for a while now. I mean, I think the height of the 2014 finals is worn off. And I just don't. I, I like to look at his, his numbers since then, but I feel like in the playoffs it's been suboptimal. Uh, he does, he's not like this knockdown lights out shooter that we're used to seeing in other times and what his reputation is for. Certainly not like in this series. I mean, he's getting open shots. He just doesn't not hit them, uh, and it's it's frustrating. From a, I imagine if I was a, if I was a Raptors fan, you got to look at this going, what the heck? You're, that's you're one, you're, you have one job. He hit a three in the beginning. Maybe he hit a couple in the very beginning. That seemed like. and I tweeted that out saying, "Okay, maybe this is going to be something going on." But then no. So what do you think it was? That the 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 uh, Raptors' offense was dismantled uh, and it looked terrible. I thought for most of the game. So what do you think? What do you think? Who's the main
1: culprit? Is it Embiid? Yeah, I think Embiid. Well, if you're talking about the defensively, it's yeah. Butler okay. up on the point of attack and then Embiid underneath. But I mean, Embiid was just all over the place tonight. He looked like someone who had been hurt for weeks that finally felt healthy and was excited to play with, like, a working body again for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Kawhi had his 33 on 13 for 22 shooting. He got – you got what you wanted out of him. I think this was another disastrous Kyle Lowry game. I think that's a pretty clear theme that we that – I'm not sure if there's ever been a thing with the Raptors before. Has Kyle Lowry ever had a bad playoff game? <sighs> okay, can we per- get
0: to my hate watching now? Because that was what I was watching. I The guy okay. – the guy made – he made, like, one good play all game long. And it was like a, he, had a, he went up for a three and then hit Siakam for a, a, a quick sh- a pass for a dunk. And I was like, okay. But, like, he was terrible on defense. He was worse on offense. The whole thing he did with uh, with uh, Simmons under the basket. So if we didn't see the game or what do you want, we'll give you an interpretation – He's boxing him out, and he loses his balance, whatever happens. So he ends up, like, bridging him and, like, taking him out. But at least he tried to do a basketball move in the boxing out category, and he's small. Simmons is big. So as Simmons is coming down he, on the ground, he, like, sits on his head. Do You saw that, right? Did you agree with that? Yeah. That's what he did?
1: Yeah, that's what he did.
0: Very provocative. I think- like, I'm going to put my balls in your head. And then, you know, Simmons gave him a, a shot to, uh, to, to that area with his forearm and knocked him down. So, uh, you know, I don't even know what they're going to do. Do you think that Simmons is going to get in trouble for that?
1: No, I don't know. I guess he has to, right? It's gonna come up, they're gonna watch the film, and they're gonna, yeah, they're, they're gonna have to. I guess at some point, it wasn't as obvious as when like Draymond punched LeBron, but you know, it's but, it's they're gonna find that it's gonna be a talking point on Twitter, and they're gonna have to address it. So I'd say yes,
0: okay, so yeah, uh, you know, and, and Simmons was had you know some similar weird troubling, he's so awkward with that right hand, even though he goes to the right hand all the time. Um, And I feel like, let's see, what were his numbers? Simmons ended up being five for 13. And, you know, for a guy that shoots inside of what, seven feet, that's not great. Uh, And he had seven assists, but he he had force. He did play defense and he was active. So that was really good for them. But I don't know if it mattered much. Okay. I think what we have to dissect here is, was it the Sixers defense or is it just the Raptors offense taking a crap on the court? Uh, there was a huge stretch. They they didn't run offense. Literally, I, I couldn't recognize anything they ran. I suppose you just say they ran high pick and roll the whole time, with not even a sense of like sp- sp- spacing. Uh, it's weird.
1: Yeah, they were running. Like, there was some high pick and roll with Ibaka, and the only time they had success attacking was when Monroe was in there, okay. and they really—I mean—they took advantage of Monroe. But otherwise, I mean, and you know, Danny Green did have a couple first half threes, but. Really, after the first quarter, they died. But it was the Sixers' defense was just so good. They were communicating well. They were managing. They were managing the drives to the rim very nicely. They were funneling into Embiid. Mm -hmm. And I just, and I said this before, but like Jimmy Butler, I mean, this is what you. This is what why you have a guy like that. Is that when the chips are down in the series, he is going to go absolutely insane. And maybe he's going to make some bad plays, but he's going to be incredibly intense on defense. And he's going to be able to force turnovers. And then Toronto's transition defense was garbage in this game. And Philly was able to run down their throats. And, you know, Simmons, while he did struggle in the half court per usual tonight, mm-hmm. he was able to absolutely run through Toronto's transition defense multiple times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was weird. And, and so and let's get back to Lowry then because uh, he's, he's your starting point guard. They had a fantastic offense after they picked up Gasol. And it's weird. I'm trying to actually figure out, like, walk myself through how I got myself so on the Raptors side, thinking that, okay, they have control of this game. I'm telling you right now, like, they're not going to win another game the way this looks, right? Like, they're going to, like, they can easily lose again in Philly because Philly is now home and comfortable and and Embiid is clearly playing like Embiid. They don't almost, they don't, I mean, I know Butler also played well, but it's almost like they don't need much more than that. Um, Whereas, you know, I was actually surprised about this. Let me ask you this. So Siakam actually put up some decent numbers. Um, and I was surprised when I checked like midway through the fourth. I was like, oh, he had he's got 20 points. Um, he ended up with seven for 15 from the field uh, for 20 points. Um, those are the was pretty quiet 20 points, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, yeah. He um, it wasn't his usual thing. I think it's because he only had three rebounds tonight, right? I think you're expecting oh, yeah. to be more offensive rebounds. More kind of, like you know, running down their throats and transition, stuff like that. But it felt like they were playing on their heels for the most part. And, I mean, there were there is this one possession, I think it was early second quarter, and I think Butler had the ball. And Toronto was set in their defense, and Butler was kind of behind the whole play. And Butler just charged really hard at Serge Ibaka, who was just in the middle of the defense, and blew him by to get the layup, and nobody else rotated down. So this just kind of seemed like it was one of those nights where like Philly was connected across the board and Toronto was playing very discombobulated. And a lot of Toronto's buckets seemed to be an isolation play. It was guys mm-hmm. taking unwanted spot ups because the play wasn't happening or just Kawhi or Siakam getting some ISO stuff. And then, you know, Gasol just did not have it tonight. And we saw like the, um, that incredible windmill dunk. I don't know how we've gotten so far to the show without t- talking about that, but yeah. that, that windmill, that, that, Embiid had while that was ridiculous, it came off of another one of his patentedly slow up fakes and shout out, I think it was your road Weitzman at Bleacher Report today, had like a feature about the infamously slow bomb fake that he does. But Gasol was just running out on Embiid and then Embiid is blowing him by and finishing at the rim like that. And that's because you know Embiid shot three for four from deep tonight. Like there was a legit and though actually the only one that he missed was at the end there where he almost airballed it, but he was at that point three for three from deep. So When he's really stretching the floor, that's where Toronto gets picked apart. It's easy for Philly to finish at the rim, and then Toronto isn't really, you know, kind of like attacking on the run you know, with Philly, like they're still attacking at Philly's full five man transition defense. So there's just like, there wasn't enough of those easy buckets that they were getting the last two games. Right.
0: Um, yeah, I agree. And I think that um, even still, if he's, if he's hitting those threes, I don't blame Gasol at that point. It felt like I just got to, he had to run out there because they are hitting everything we got to try and stop them. But uh, yeah, that, that slow pump fake is it's because he shows the ball like up over his head and then comes all the way back down and goes, um, but it was an ama- amazing windmill. He doesn't get that high off the ground. I guess he's just already tall and his arms are really long, so it really helps him to do that. Uh, it was a little shocking. I, will, I do want to point out that Kawhi Leonard had an off-foot lefty dunk uh, that was incredible. And it was funny because Mark Jackson was talking about it, and, and, I, know I, and I tweeted this out. I don't even think he understood what he did. He just sort of said, that was amazing. But it was like, yeah, it was amazing specifically because he went off the left foot and then dunked at the left hand in traffic, uh, quick dunk. Uh, So we saw a lot of that. And that's, again, more part of that, that Kawhi was isoing a lot to get those shots. We're knee deep into the second round, and we've got some real intriguing battles going on as the Sixers and Warriors have control, while the Nuggets and Celtics are trying to impose their will. You might be interested in putting some money down on whether the Celtics or the trailblazers will win the series. You've already got a leg up with all my insights. So head over to betonline.ag, the one place to get in on all the action, grab the odds, and allow the experts to do the heavy lifting for you. Sports, live betting, virtual casino, you name it. Betonline.ag is b Breakdown's preferred sportsbook online. If you're feeling lucky and would like to support the channel, Go to clnsmedia.com slash bball and use promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign-up bonus. That's clnsmedia.com slash bball for a 50% sign-up bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Um, they they just struggled to, to get any semblance of a five-man offense going. Um and I suppose if they can fix that, because in game one, when they had that going, they were getting shots, they were moving the ball around, it worked really well. Um, but at this point, I feel so down on, on what I saw that I just don't see the, uh, the Raptors even having a chance. And again, remember, it's, I know Kawhi is on the team and Danny Green's on the team this year, and it's different, but this is definitely the kind of loss where they would have, this starts to careen downhill or in, a, in a hurry, like when they played against LeBron. That, that's what it reminds me of. Like VZ once again even says on YouTube, uh, does Lowry just forget how to play basketball every time the playoffs come around? To shake my head, um, kind of, <laughs> kind of. Well, you know what it is. Listen, I'm taller than 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 uh, Lowry. I've I stood next to him. I'm taller than him, so it's like already amazing that he can even finish in the lane. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how any of those guys that size can do that. Um, he's, you know, can we get into the fact that he's out of shape, in shape, or what? Is that just sort of not a thing
1: anymore? Well, the whole thing with him has always been that he kind of like shows up out of shape and then tries to work his way into shape. And I guess that I mean, right now, he doesn't look that out of shape. He just looks like he doesn't know how to move out there. And he and he, he seems like he's got the yips on a shot. He does yeah. not seem very confident in a shot. And by the way, I just saw the replay of Simmons hitting him in the balls. I definitely think Simmons is going to get. uh yeah. Probably make it suspended for the next game for that. Actually, yeah. It's like, and by the way, pretty straightforward hits of the balls.
0: And remember, so that's the other thing is the, the refereeing was really strange in the beginning against the Raptors. I thought, um, in, in a way that I was like, well, okay, I guess they're on the road and whatever. So, but so that and that was weird. And then Scott Foster had Scott Foster had the all time worst call I think I've ever seen him make, uh, where they did a, Simmons did a handoff to um, Reddick, perhaps uh, Van Vliet was on him, and Van Vliet smacks into him. And they call the foul, and everyone started walking back down the other side thinking it was on Simmons because he had lowered his shoulder or whatever. Not, he not only does he call it on Van Vliet, but he signals what he thought Van Vliet did, which is, like, throw an elbow in him. And it was like that was not even close to what happened. Van Vliet, Van Vliet just got ran into him and, you know, got, got clocked. So I, I couldn't understand, you know, what they're doing. So, but the point I'm bringing this up is that, uh, it would not surprise me that yeah, it's a suspension because obviously they want these series to go longer. And if Simmons sits, there's a really good chance the Raptors can go two two and then at least we get a six game series. And I think I'm telling you, um that's that's except, gotta be a consideration.
1: Except Siakam might get suspended for his kick that he had too that he didn't get ejected for, so maybe. Oh you know. Uh, oh, okay.
0: Let's talk about that. So Siakam, um, he went to the hole hard. Well, what happened before that? They got into it before that, right? I'm going
1: to I'm gonna have to bring this up because you, you go ahead because I got to bring up the video first.
0: Okay. Because now I'm forgetting what, what was the incident right, right before that. Um, uh, anyway, something happened and I'm forgetting now. What did they do? Uh, Anyway, all right, I'll describe what that was when you call it, Bill, tell me. Yeah. So,
1: by, by the way, there's a, there's some commentators saying that we're biased towards the Raptors. I want the Sixers to win this series. I enjoy. I think the oh, Sixers right. are much more enjoyable. So. No,
0: pe- people have been arguing that I've been hating on the, on the Sixers uh, all season long, and that actually might not be true. I mean, it's just, so, it's just so frustrating to watch what they do with Ben Simmons on offense, be- only because I know what he can do that uh, it just sort of turned me off on them, the Sixers. So I, I will admit that, the, you know. And here's the other thing is they show the graphic. The starters in the on Philly played like have played like sixteen games together all year long, including the playoffs. So for me, I'm watching these games and I'm trying to evaluate and I I, I haven't been able to see what they're you know, what that is. And so now that we're seeing it, at least okay, I get it.
1: Um yeah. by but, the way, so Siak, Siakam went up uh again. Okay, he drove on Embiid and beat and beat stuffed him. And yeah. then when he tried to walk past him to get to the loose ball, Siakam just stuck out his leg and tripped right. him. But what so was I, it? I don't, yeah. I don't think he's going to get suspended for it. He got a flagrant one for it. You know, it could have been a flagrant two, but it wasn't like that dangerous of a play. It was just like a pretty blatant, inappropriate play. So I feel like flagrant one probably fits the bill, right?
0: Yeah, because all I remember is I I tweeted that play out. So he goes to the whole hard, Siakam does. And people want to argue he got fouled. There was a little contact. And so he was really, really frustrated by that. And as he lands on the ground, he puts his, sticks his leg out, you know, very provocatively, and, and trips, uh, you know, uh, Embiid, who it went was clearly
1: an intentional trip,
0: right? And, but and mind you, they're from the same country. They're, they're, yeah, I'm sure, really good friends. You know, they ended up, you know, hugging it out or whatever he did, you know, pounding it out. So, um, so that, so that, that's another a thing. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, that's an interesting, that's a provocative play. They they could they, that that could very well be. Is, I, I can guarantee you this: they're going to discuss it, right? They might not suspend him, but that will come up, and that will be a discussion in the in uh, when Kiki or is it, is it Kiki Nanaway still doing that. Is that yeah. right? When he when they go through it, um, they're going to talk about it now. Th- but I think you and I both feel like the Simmons thing they're they're not going to have too much discussion. They're pretty much going to say, "Yeah, he's going to be suspended."
1: I don't know. It, it was the Simmons thing was like subtle enough. It was a sack tap instead of a smash. I could see him not getting suspended, but I feel like the, I feel like especially because it wasn't punished in the game, if I'm remembering correctly, right. They didn't know they didn't uh, hit him with a flagrant there. So right,
0: uh, it no, could but be, they called him a foul. But they didn't call it a flagrant.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So, you know, they might just, it could be like a 35 or a $50,000 fine instead of a suspension, considering the mm-hmm. gravity of a suspension in, in the final or in the playoffs. But I would say most of the time, if they're able to see that it was a, a hit to the balls on purpose in retaliation, I feel like they would usually do a one-game suspension for that.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, they'll, they'll, I'm sure it'll come out. Also, the point at, this, of tomorrow. at this
1: point of the series, they know the PR firestorm for that would be a disaster of, you know, they're, the the um everybody would say they're trying to rig the series, to swing it back in Toronto's favor, which i'm not really i'm pretty sure they'd rather have i'm pretty sure the nba would prefer philly to advance on toronto right because i mean as yeah. much as love toronto i think from a business perspective philly success is more valuable and beat success is probably he's the most marketable star sure. in the series so sure. i think they would prefer him to succeed not to mention it could help force Kawhi to the clippers which would be incredibly great for the nba so yeah, i don't think the wow. nba is you know we all know that the nba is rigged obviously but like it's not but like if the NBA were rigged, they would probably try to help the Sixers win as much as possible.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, that all makes sense uh, from a, a number of levels. So uh, don't forget to ask questions in the YouTube chat or the uh, Periscope chat. Hey, if you're on Periscope, why don't you hit that share button? That's the way would like to play the game. Uh, they, everyone hit the share button at the same time. Leo. Let all your friends know that you're watching us, and they'll join in the conversation as well. Uh, it's a pretty big group here right now. Got, by the way, it'd be nice to get the uh, to get the Periscope people as much as the uh, YouTube. we got a lot of people here on the YouTube side. Um, so I'm imploring you guys to ask questions, and then oh wow, I just think I got five dollars from somebody in uh, from Lovely Day. Is that the, is that right? Is there an overarching reason for the Raptors playing the regular season versus the playoffs? Well, hey, I didn't know I didn't know I can collect money on YouTube like that. That's amazing, and it comes right up. So let's give that guy a, a, you know an extra little love, Lovely Day. So is there an overarching I reason for the Raptors? Uh, I'll give you two fifty. Uh, charge me. Uh, send over the PayPal. Is there an overarching <laughs> reason for the Raptors playing the regular season versus the playoffs? Okay, great question from lovely day, because, again, I think part of it is Lowry. Um, Lowry isn't an elite athlete. He's not like necessarily an elite talent. So uh, all of his hard work and all of his, you know, all that extra energy he uses probably tends to work a little bit better in the uh, regular season. And perhaps when the heightened pressure starts coming in and all those things happen, like he just doesn't really deal with it that well, it seems like. Right. Like he does. He hasn't ever really performed in a playoff series, has he?
1: Toronto, uh, not, not consistently throughout an entire series
0: yeah so it's like we, he's never really been able to do that and again he's he's already behind the eight ball physically right as far as speed quickness length all those things uh you add some extra pressure in there and some better players uh, all the way around because these are playoff teams and that's going to indicate the, uh, uh something different in the playoffs some guys can do it some guys have you know steve nash you know has been able to was able to raise his game at, at times too uh, he does not I don't, I don't think he have it. So by the way, if I'm Toronto, I, you know, they blew it. They should have shopped Lowry, you know, this year. Um, I feel like this is, you know, if he craps the bed again, the rest of the series and doesn't show anything, he doesn't really have any, um, value. But here's the question. What's his story right now? Contract wise.
1: Uh, 33. He's. You're supposed to, this is how you're supposed to podcast. You look it up. While you're talking, yeah, it's I don't know. Listen, I have the ideas. Podcast.
0: They come to me before. Uh... So,
1: okay, oh. well, he did. He did turn 33. You know what? I'm I'm gonna deflect from this by saying that somebody just offered 250 to get you to show your feet, which my I didn't feet. know you were. I didn't know this was turning into a cam girl kind of situation. Oh, but. I'll
0: show my feet for 250. But here's the problem: Jigglypuff uh, was just telling me, and, and get shout out to Jigglepuff for again being there to moderate. He's always there. It's amazing. Uh, one year at
1: thirty three million.
0: Somebody else threw some money in the hat, and, and I, I for some reason it didn't pop up like the other one. And he he was telling me that it says, uh, "Oh, here we go." Uh, wait, there's another one. He goes, uh, "What about Marcus All? He's just as uh, just as uh, probably accountable for the uh, for the loss." So the problem is I don't know who said that. I want to give you uh, whoever was uh, Lode. Let me know who that was. Um, got Marcus All. All of a sudden he's not an Embiid killer, right? He's not a. Um, you know, he didn't look, he just looked slow and out of it. And, and offensively, you know, he used to be able to score and he just, you know, oh, I know what it was. So they went with Harris on him in the second half. So I don't know if I finished that whole conversation. I'm sorry. We're all over the place. But they, they went back and to begin the second half with that weird alignment that they had in game two. Did you notice that?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so they instantly went down to Gasol in the low post. And guess what? They didn't double team him with uh, with Harris guarding him. And I thought that was fascinating. And, I, and he didn't really score. So uh, I think Brett Brown might have figured something else out there too, where they can actually get away with that because they're not going to double or help off, and and then make Marcus all prove it. Um, And that might change in Game Four, but um, for Game Three, Marcus all it definitely was slow. He wasn't great on uh, defensively either, protecting the basket. Yeah, it's a problem. So I kind of miss, though. What did we end up saying about uh, Kyle Lowry? He's 33, right? 32, 33?
1: 33. He's making his age and money, or in millions, I should say. Also, shout out nine flyer with two R's, not one R, but two R's for that question before.
0: Okay. All right. Good. Um, So, yeah. So he doesn't have any value. They can't trade him. They're stuck with him. It's going to be a problem. They need to upgrade that that position. If they want to go farther in the second round in the playoffs, absolutely need to upgrade it. And they blew it because they probably could have figured out a way to trade him at some point. They didn't. So that's the problem that Masai Ujiri is now in. Uh, Digital Print House uh, get a little bit uh, a couple bucks for my favorite my absolute favorite channel. Here we come, Sixers. All right, Uh, thank you for that. That was awesome. Um, Here, let's go. I I see a coach over here. Um, Let's see. I see. I I see a question over here. Z Reals asks, "Hey coach, do the questions? uh, Does the question need to be asked again? Is it Nick Nurse or the team?" It's interesting.
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think there's just been pretty damn good all year, and though, um, I mean, I think a big part of it right now is that Gasol defensively isn't matching up well against Embiid, uh, and la- or just at least in this game that could obviously change. Uh, there, I mean, Lowry's just not playing well offensively right now. He's one of your most important. He's your, I guess you could say, your third best player. This yeah. is also Siakam's first like really vital playoff run in his massively expanded role. So. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's definitely some change going on here. It's not like there's variables to explain this, but I think the big thing is that they're getting stuck in a lot of situations where it's just Kawhi going ISO for offense. And to credit Brett Brown and Philly, and we've I feel like we've criticized Brett Brown's offensive scheme a lot. But Philly seems to at least be – they have so much talent. They're able to run different plays to try to go to these guys. They at least can go ISO to all of these guys pretty much. Or with Reddick, they can run them off screens as if it's pretty much ISO. So Philly at least has options offensively a lot of the time where Toronto, it's, they only have two ISO guys right now. And then everyone else is kind of watching.
0: Well, you know, it's also hilarious because we would say that Philly only has a couple options either, right? When they don't look good, That's the same criticism, right? Ben Simmons can't shoot from outside at two feet, and he gets hanging out by the dunker spot. Embiid, sometimes this starts popping out to the three-point line too much, not posting up. Redick is their only outside threat. So it's weird, right? All of a sudden, now they, they had to play Korkmaz and desperate for any minutes from him. So it's, this is a real, it's hard to get a handle on this game and then also on the series. Honestly, it's... it's you know, it's just that schizophrenic to me in a way, especially with what Toronto's doing. Now, their bench had always been a, a really big plus for them. Let's throw Fred Van Vliet under the bus. He's not playing well at all. He doesn't look the same. I don't know if he's injured. I don't know what his deal is because he's not making even the same good decisions he normally would make. Serge Baca was sleeping. I don't know what his deal was, but he could see he just wasn't focused, and he was making just terrible plays like he was just out of it. I don't know what the deal was with him, and I don't know. He might just sort of be at the end of his run as well, uh, sadly. So, uh, you know, it's just a, it was a whole downfall. And here's the thing, even after all that, it kind of felt like they were going to steal the game for a while there. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, Kawhi was shooting them back into it, basically. But, you know, just to go back to Fred, Fred was over seven from mm-hmm. from the field tonight, over five from deep. He's an undersized guard. So but what makes him so good is that he's incredibly savvy and usually is shooting really well. And he just isn't shooting really well right now, and so it's there's not really anywhere for him to be productive. So when we were talking about what could you do to try to replace Kyle Lowry, you know, obviously the ideal the the ideal scenario would be that you know Danny Green's a free agent, so you might have to let him walk. Is that you slide Fred into the starting lineup and then you focus on getting another really good wing player? But I mean, I don't know if. I don't know if they can expect to win with Fred as their point guard in the playoffs, just because he, the physicality of the playoffs ratchets up so much, it seems to take him out of his game a lot.
0: Right, and it's another really small point guard. Uh, you know, they don't. Because I was gonna say, like, gosh, can they bench Lowry? Honestly, that's what I was at by the middle of this game. I'm like, they gotta bench him and do something else. But again, that, that you're, it's a good point. There, there really isn't much of a choice unless you want to like, yeah, run Kawhi out there at the point um, and throw like, I don't know, McCaw or, or, or I don't, you know what I mean? It goes something crazy. Greg Smith is always out there to correct me or make sure I'm on my toes. And he said uh, uh, he wouldn't say Reddick is your only shooting threat. Harris is one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. Um, yeah. He, okay. Harris is definitely one of those two for sure. I will give him, we'll give him props Jimmy, for that.
1: Jimmy Butler's a good score. Even if his three-point shooting numbers aren't good. Right. You know, I think he's a teams are going to guard him at the three-point line and he can, you know, he can attack closeouts. So it, yeah. you know, he still contains a threat and same thing with Embiid. You know, I think three-point shooting, is important in in terms of creating spacing in which the teams are going to try to close out at you. Mm -hmm. So even if Butler and Embiid are not shooting well statistically or not thought of as good shooters, teams are still very clearly attacked. They're still being able to get free lanes to the rim, which is what you really want your shooting to be achieving.
0: Right. Yeah. They have, they do have some gravity. They, you know, whatever. Even though I would, I would not, I would lay off of, uh, uh Embiid every time. I, if he hits seven to 10, tip your cap, give him the game. That's fine. I would dare him to do it until he, till he did it. Um, and oh, Butler, quick Butler, thing Butler, M- yeah. music is
1: soul talk, great name. Um, is asking, what about Jeremy Lin in place of Lowry? Jeremy Lin is not even on the active roster tonight. And I'm really, really curious oh, really? about. I mean, I'm not seeing him in the box score, and they played everyone tonight. They had wow. Malcolm Miller and Eric Moreland out there who, I mean, they're different positions, but they have Pat McCaw and they have Jody Meeks. So I get it. He's a shooting specialist. Um, oh. Wait, don't oh, think yeah. I really saw the NBA um, unless it's a different J Meeks. But uh, wh- why Moreland and Miller out there? I guess they need wing depth or I guess like forward depth uh, instead of Lynn. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, no. I know, don't I know, I know, he, has,
1: I know he has back spasms, but – like, I feel like he should be on the active roster. I mean, I, he, he was definitely up, up on his
0: feet clapping really well. So I don't know if you can. Can you do that with back
1: spasms? I don't know. Oh, you know what? <laughs> uh, the people in the uh, comments are all agreeing it's back spasms. So I guess okay. it's just as simple as the back spasms okay. are bad enough to keep him off. The yeah.
0: I, I, forgive me for not being up on my Jeremy Lin injury update report uh, from today. I, I missed that one when I was studying. Um. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. Shami boy in the uh, periscope says that Lowry's shot is even less arc in the playoffs, which is interesting. Certainly, it's flat, and he, he has a weird sort of turns. I, I I'm all for the turn to get your right hip and your right elbow aligned. He's got a weird turn, and like he's narrow, so his mechanics are always a little bit screwy for me. Um, in a way that uh, I, I think I'm more impressed, and he does shoot pretty well from the three point line consistently over a course of a regular season, but. Sometimes if your mechanics are a little bit off like that, you know, again, it, when the height of the, the pressure of the playoffs come, little things mechanically can really ultimately be a problem for you when you need them. Um, yeah,
1: well, it, it, you know, that's a really good observation that they made um, that Lowry is a real high arc shooter most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like he he kind of shoots like a rainbow shot. Yeah, so that's to, true. See it try to flatten out, that makes a huge impact on him. And that's usually usually a flat shot is a sign of fatigue. And I wouldn't be surprised if he just like straight up when he gets to the playoffs because he's thick with three C's. He just he's his body is worn down at that point. His fatigue is worn down at that point.
0: Yes, thick. Uh, yeah, no, there's no question. And by the way, it was weird they're talking about Embiid too and his diet. I, I guess I haven't read up on that much. Does he is he really like does he really eat that poorly?
1: Um, I don't know necessarily about that. He doesn't eat well. I've talked to a lot of people in his camp, and they all admit that he's overweight i mean i think brown has told me that his trainers had told me that all that shit so like he he has i mean i've seen i've watched him work out shirtless against uh myers leonard who is like one who like literally looks like captain america and like the difference is very apparent but he still is he's more powerful and he's more agile which is saying something leonard is a super athlete uh but it's like it's apparent that joe is like a little bit like that a little bit like thick um isn't very cut. So there's like, I guess, higher body fat. So, you know, I think as far as like him maximizing his game, I don't think it would make too huge of a difference. It's really mostly about just like injury avoidance, and fatigue both over the course of the season and in the game. So it's something that we know he needs to get better at. And Brett Brown has told me that's like something that he needs to work on. And I don't even cover the Sixers. So I'm sure the people on the Sixers beat have heard of it a million times.
0: Yeah. And it's sad because he's a professional. He's obviously got issues with his body and we now know science wise that this would help. Um, and if he really is dedicated to doing that and getting playing more games every season, then he should be doing that. Uh, it would take a lot of pressure off his knees um i'm sure he probably doesn't like do things like yoga which would help him stay more flexible and and you know he's his gait isn't great he shuffles along when he runs so i'm worried about him anyway knees knee wise uh, and he's already had so many issues as it is so um you know they, they talked about him being an all-time great right and then van gundy went nuts uh, on them for even mentioning that but his point is pretty good you know kareem uh wilt's uh, all the other big guys like Shaq, even Shaq, who never liked the best in shape, but he had a nice long career and played a lot of games. Uh, you know, those guys played a lot, you know, played many more games than, than Embiid has for his career at that time. So that, that's a
1: thing. Wait, uh, William Howell says Embiid moves up the floor like a thought.
0: Like a, like a thought. <laughs> but isn't that, isn't it supposed to be like a lady in the distance? What's
1: the thought? A thought is that, that hoe over there but i think i think he's like basically twerking his way down the floor which right i don't know to
0: me okay to me it's like he shuffles he's kind of like uh uh, those weird things in um, that movie that no one will know because I was a kid when it came out. Uh, from Henson Studios. I'll think of it in a second. Oh, and I'll you, tell you. YouTube,
1: YouTube, I not relate yeah, to this. the last yeah.
0: something. Uh, and they, they, whatever, they all hunched
1: over. And they, but he shuffles around, and it,
0: I just think that his knees are on the way. Well, like, you,
1: Bryn Forbes is calling you old. so You don't know what a thought is? I hope that's a real Bryn Forbes. And I, hey,
0: I but I did know. I, what did I say? Yeah, I thought you the thought the, you, you a don't lady have to a in day the day distance
1: and what did you say it is yeah, over there
0: <laughs> and mr what a day dark crystal it's exactly what it was thank you there's no way anybody on youtube would know what i'm talking about I yes while, while dark crystal was like henson studio whatever like a stop motion animation perhaps whatever and these guys and they'd all walk around and they they they'd chant and that's what that's what Pete reminds me of the way he moves um but yes uh what adjustments should the raps make to win this thing asks but, MBW Doughboy, who was a, like a donor yesterday.
1: My favorite name now. Um, what adjustments I need to make? I uh, what does uh,
0: MBW stand for?
1: Um, I, I don't young, know, but I, was, I, there's a r- young rapper named NBA Youngboy, which I assume is some sort of playoff of that. Either way, it's close enough that I'm going to pretend it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Daniel Yu says, Landry Shaman used to buy and beat four milkshakes from Chick-fil-A every road trip. I, I could tell. I'm going to tell a little story right now about Chick-fil-A. So, do we need um, some music or anything yeah let's uh, give me some background music so all right so joel and bead is part of a large group of players that goes and works out in la at the same gym every year and the people that run that gym are obsessed with chick-fil-a and so i went to watch joe work out and this was back uh, back in the summer before summer league and they would go to Chick-fil-A like four times a day and it would be constantly picking up food from Chick-fil-A because the guys that are running the workouts are there like 14 hours a day or something. That's insane. And so they're always bringing the players Chick-fil-A. So I totally buy the story that, which I'm sure is probably re- reported by someone that we know, but that, uh, that Sham, it was buying milkshakes for uh, Joel while he was on the road from Chick-fil-A because I know that I saw, I think I had, I had a Chick-fil-A with Joe while I was out there. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, Jesus is chicken. That's right. Right, uh, and and, and so again, you did not
0: call football. me when you were in L.A. And uh, it's time to call you out publicly for doing that. I too. wasn't. A,
1: I wasn't a co-host of the Beatball Breakdown podcast at that time. You,
0: I, you know, I, yeah, you were just trying to hide. Uh, you know, not letting me know that you were hanging out with some of the people that I hang out with. So good for you. Actually, you, you, I'll th- make joke. sure that you're not invited for this summer.
1: You one, Chick Fil A's amazing commenters. Just you know, even if it is homophobic. But two, um. I thought you lived in San Francisco up until like earlier this year. Cause you were always at the warriors games. And I think that's where I oh. like the last time i had I'd seen you in Cleveland during the conference finals last year. And you told me you were on your way back to San Francisco. So I assumed you lived in San Fran up until like a few months ago.
0: All right. I'm going to give you that, that, that GIF.
1: Did he buy it? Okay.
0: So I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyhow. Okay. I listen. I love San Francisco, uh, but it's, uh, I would not want to live there unless I was like, a, I had millions of dollars. Um, okay. Michael. But here's says, a good one.
1: No, yeah, forget this. This has come up a few times. Uh, Kevin Tinoco and a few other people have asked, uh, Can you take Nick Nurse's job? They want you to be the new coach of the Raptors, uh, yeah.
0: Well, you know what? I, well, you know, it's a race between me and him to get the coach Nick uh, SEO and the Google search. Although, there's that <clears that's throat> that football guy who, who has it over me, which is frustrating, but
1: um, this feeds into MBW's Doughboy's question about what adjustments do the Raptors need to make to try yeah, to, right. yeah,
0: right? Yeah, listen, could I coach an NBA team? Um, I think I could. I I don't know if they would listen to me because it would be the craziest you know story of all time you know whatever. Now could I? W- although it would be even crazier if I got hired to be like let's be let's say to be an assistant coach right because that would be like basically let's, because I coached high school for a long time so even a, a high school coach getting hired to be on an, an NBA staff would be you know it, I don't think it's ever happened. I don't I don't know any stories of that like that. So that's already like some weird thing. Um, not to say that I haven't like you know. Talked with NBA players before and maybe like you know consulted with them a little bit or help them. So it's like that's not you know I, that wouldn't be the issue. And Communication would be the issue, but um, you know anyway. So people ask me like all the time what, what I would do. So, but anyway, when you, if you anyone asks me if I would do it, yeah, uh, yes, of course I would. Uh, that said, I can't move. You know, I have a family, and I'm, if I was an assistant coach on an NBA team, even if it was in LA, the Clippers or the uh, Lakers, I still wouldn't be home. How how long? How many times? How long would I be home? You think uh, out of the year? Maybe like. Probably about
1: four months uh, think, of the year I'd be home, right? I think they get like two days a week to be home with their families, I would guess. Uh, two days a week during the season? Yeah. You think it would be, okay. Yeah, that's not good.
0: <laughs> that's not a good recipe for uh, keeping a family together. It's not um, an easy job. Why these guys yeah.
1: burn out. But, okay, but as far as actually making adjustments, okay. um, so, I think the fir- first yeah. thing is rotation. Do you tighten up this rotation down to seven? Stop yeah. playing Norm Powell. Try to maybe take out, Leonard or Siakam earlier to bring them back in with the second unit more effectively.
0: Yeah, I mean they blew it when they had to give him a rest in the fourth quarter to start, and that was really when it fell apart. Uh, And but there was almost nothing you can do. You got to get him those two three minutes of rest. Um, I, 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 you know, listen, you can't bench Lowry, right?
1: No, no, it's you got to ride or die with them. Okay,
0: so you you know, what would the is there an adjustment that a coach can make to get him to play better? Uh, is there like a fast that they could put him on for two days
1: juice cleanse feed him him a couple (laughs) salads how about just use the off day to work on like a couple different shots and like moves and and just like focus on like three different plays that he has in his game and just try to run those as much as you can um run a ton of pick and roll during the off day with siakam run pick and roll with siakam Mm -hmm. don't do it with abaca I mean Gasol's obviously good, but I right it with Siakam or Siakam just slamming down their throats on the roll so that Lowry can walk up to the 18-foot spot and shoot from there because that's a spot that he's good for shooting on that elbow. Really get that shot working with them. Don't worry about taking threes. Mm-hmm. I mean, 6 of his shots were inside the three-point line, so I guess it wasn't terrible, but like he's just got to find a couple of his a couple of his rhythm shots. And I'm trying to remember what are like his shots that are like his true bag because when I think of his true bag, I'm thinking of like the fade away from the elbow three, which is obviously not the shot. Yeah, no, I
0: know. Right. Like coming off a pin down full speed, yeah. and I like I'm always amazed that goes in, but it it it, it goes in, you know. And that's a tough shot, uh. But yeah, that's that would be one of them. I, I also think that maybe Marcus Hall. I need to chart the the, uh, the offensive possessions, but it kind of felt like they didn't get him on the high post very much. Uh, and to me, like the low post thing with Marcus Walters just isn't working. He's so slow. And he tries to turn in the lane. He ends up like doing a crazy fadeaway from about 10 feet when he started much closer, you know, and that quick, like half hook thing. Um, he might've scored once or twice on that in the, today's game, but I feel like, you know, get, give him some more space, get him back up on the elbow and let him kind of work from there. And let his passing be a little bit more of an effect. Um, watch. He had, no, he only had two assists. I was like, watch he had like 10 assists, but he didn't, um, you know, that, that might help a little bit uh, as well because, you know, you're getting what you need from Kawhi and Pascal, right? They're, they got 53 points between them, uh, and they both shot, you know, w- well enough. So um, that that's certainly not nothing you need to adjust. Um, now, yeah, and the bench is just not the bench anymore, right? And actually, this year, the Raptors bench wasn't nearly as good as it had been in, in the last couple of years. Is that safe to say?
1: Yeah, because Van Vliet wasn't dominant like he was last year. That was a, yeah. probably a big part of it.
0: Yeah, and it's worth trying to find out what the heck happened to him because he's, he was in my favorite players list, and he's he's not anymore. Um, how about this? Uh, Mr. Whataday does ask, what small guards have had success deep in the playoffs? I think probably like ever. And, I mean, listen, if you want to count, well, I'd say the Bulls had, had, I mean, how far back are we going to go? But what do you think, Derek Fisher?
1: going forgot. To wait for, well, I mean, he's. At all, he wasn't too instrumental to the success. He's a spot-up shooter, too. But, like, I mean, Iverson, carried a team on his back to the finals so okay he was pretty good uh kyle uh what's his name kyrie irving is six foot one so i don't know if you'll call him a little guard but he's obviously performed better as as the playoffs have gone on most years tony parker is a six footer and he's obviously one of the great playoff players um how tall is dane dame's like six three right so no
0: Dame is six is one in shoes. Really? Okay. I mean, well, that that's a good one. See. You know what?
1: Don't I, I remember six three? So I guess uh,
0: I, I was actually. You know what? He he might be sort of sneaky taller than he was. I remember like standing with him, but that was way back when he was a rookie. So now I'm like forgetting exactly. But he wasn't. You know, he might be six two.
1: Yeah, and there's people. You know, there's people in the comments saying Kyrie is six three or six two. I I know Kyrie. I cover him all the time. I'm six yeah. feet tall. He's like an inch taller than me. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that. He's really about six one or so. And right. of someone saying Tony Parker is six two, I'm taller than Tony Parker, and I'm six feet. So are you really? Um, I, don't, I don't remember. I, I'm, I'm five eleven and three quarters. I've, and you, I and that's say, taller than Tony Parker. I, I was. I'm pretty sure I was taller than Tony Parker last time I saw him. But you know, it could have been the angle or the he might have been leaning a little. I don't right. know. But I'm pretty sure okay. he was uh, shorter than me. Uh And then okay. people here are saying Isaiah Thomas. I mean, I Isaiah Thomas was. No, you know I, that's fair because Isaiah Thomas was incredible when he was healthy um, in that in that three round run that they had, and then when he he really struggled against Cleveland's and the Cleveland's game plan that they had ran against him the year before that. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Rods NBA. Um, the um, what was I gonna say the uh, Isaiah Thomas was amazing in those first two rounds, was dropping the same amount of points. And then in that third round against Cleveland, he was hurt that entire time. So it was really hard to tell whether it was the injury just completely shut him down at that point or if the defensive scheme was really working well the way it had the year before that when Cleveland had swept them in the first round with David Blatt and Isaiah Thomas had been completely taken out of his game.
0: Right. Well, listen, in the quote thing, we have some comments here that are highlighted in orange, and I think I need to read those because they did something for special to get that to happen. I don't know what. Um, so let's just run, run down all of them as quickly as we can. So new, uh, MBW Doughboy says, I remember your interview with Steve Kerr, and he said he watches your stuff. Um, who is the weirdest person in the NBA that watches your stuff? Oh, uh, geez, that's an interesting question. Who's the weirdest person? I, if Lance Stevenson ever watched myself, that would be the weirdest person. I think the weirdest thing I'd ever imagined. But um, I don't know. I don't know if I have a great answer for that, just because it's not always clear exactly who's watching. But they're out there, and you know, people seem to know me when I walk around. Uh, let's see, Michael YouTube asks, "Do you think putting Ibaka in the starting five instead of Green?" would make a difference to the Rats winning game four. By the way, they have to treat game four like it's a knockout game. This is their last game of the season.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: Um, so, putting first of all, Ibaka was terrible, but you go Ibaka at the two. So now that's weird because then who does Ibaka guard? I don't think that works, does it? It may work. I don't know. What do Wait, you think?
1: Said, uh, Ibaka at the two?
0: Do you mean Kawhi at the two? Well, he wants to start Ibaka instead of Green, and that's Danny
1: Green, right? So you would shift Kawhi to the two, Siakam uh, to the three. So basically, yeah, that would Baca be. Before. So you're saying Lowry would guard? Who the hell would he guard? Would you put uh, him on uh, Butler? He'd have you to would to have him chase Redick. Yeah, and then okay, and then Kawhi would be on Butler. And then, and then
0: just, oh yeah, and then you put yeah that works. Uh, Putting yeah. Baka on
1: Harris. And then Siakam on Simmons and then Gasol on Embiid. Yeah, that does work. I can see that.
0: Siakam um, Simmons, Or you can do Siakam on Butler and then Kawhi on Simmons, but whatever. Okay. That's interesting. My, I salute yeah. you. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Let's try okay. it. All
1: right. All right, let's get, let's get that clear. going let's on. That. <laughs> hey, listen,
0: a couple tweets, man can, can influence everything. Listen, do you well? I I know they didn't watch my video, but I can tell you right now when they didn't match up the same way to start the game. And by the way, it was weird because it, it worked so well for them in the first half of the game of, the, of tonight's game. I don't understand why they would have changed anything, and they went back to that game two lineup that was a little bit weird to me. I remember when I was coaching as an assistant coach and my mentor, and like we were doing well, and, and he'd be like, I'd be like, well, hey, what about this? He goes, no, don't change anything. Like it was working so well, and you, all you want to do is tinker the whole time. ETA ETS Productions, AKA East Stew, asks, should Kawhi be more aggressive with the ball? AKA hog the ball. I don't think he can be any more aggressive than he possibly can be that he is now. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's really going for a shot. He's took 22 shots. So he's been taking like 30 shots a game. There's right. not a ton more that he could do at this point.
0: Right? So, um, all right. I agree. Jojo does Ben's defense make up for his offensive deficiencies. It's hard because it you got to have the helps. You got to have because remember, defense is always weighted a little bit less than offense, right? Like you know, in the hierarchical way we evaluate in theory. Someone once made a pretty good, compelling argument for that. So, um, so it has to be way above the offense to really balance it out. But um, yeah, I think it. I think maybe I don't know. Like, did he make a lot of great plays tonight on defense? I'm trying to even picture that.
1: I thought he was. There was one play I noticed he was good. There's a couple where it seemed like he was a little bit passive on defense. I think overall, he's a, a pretty good net positive on defense. He's not as good as he was last year. Last year, he was ball hawking like crazy. Mm-hmm. He was smothering people against the sideline when, when they had the ball. It was like a one man trap, basically. So his presence isn't felt quite as much this year. Okay. Someone
0: um, asked, by the way, how tall Curry is. And I'm going to give him 6'3. He's like a kind of a lanky, long, yeah. Um Let's see. Are there any more? Here's another orange one. Goddamn Zed again asks. Everyone else needs to score. Raptors. Isos will not win us game four. Okay, so he's obviously a, a Raptors fan. Um, yeah, Why? I don't think I, I don't like the ISO look for them. I feel like they're at their best when they're attacking on the catch, breaking down the defense, collapsing them, kicking out for open shots. Right, like that's that's what they're good at. It's not like Houston. And certainly not when you have guys like, you know, Powell or whatever, or Danny Green. I mean, listen, Danny Green, I joke on Twitter, he should have a one dribble rule. And someone's like, I don't understand what that means. I'm like, because anytime he dribbles more than once, it's just bad. <laughs> and he had to drive on two dribbles that it was just embarrassing. He shouldn't be doing that. And at some point, they gave him the green light. And I, I called it one of my videos where, if, if you know, if Redick's guarding you, you should just t- take him. And I, I, and honestly, it doesn't work. He's that's not his thing. And it's Redick is good enough to stop that. And um, it's really kind of scary. They tried to even post him up on Redick, and I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? When's the last time Danny Green posted up? Why are you going to torpedo your offense? You know, to, to try and attack some weird mismatch, which happened, by the way, in my video I showed today on the Nuggets game and the, uh, whatchamacallit, the um, Trailblazers. Uh, part of the reason why Dame didn't go off, it certainly was a passer in the first quarter, was because they were trying to attack these perceived mismatches with, like, a minu. Or like Harkless, and so now you got Dame standing around, getting out of rhythm, whatever, waiting for that, and those didn't come out that well. Harkless had one good one, but other than that, it's like it's not like what they do, and so uh, you kind of overthink it. Next thing you know, your star is struggling.
1: Yeah, and um, and just to go back to the whole ISO thing, uh, the ISO scheme works for LeBron and Harden, and And maybe Giannis too, and yeah, Durant just because he can score from anywhere. But but the point is to be a really effective iso system you have to be able to one really have pull and gravity with your shooters to actually really give space to the guy to work it and two the guy has to be able to really nail that pass when they get to the free throw line if the team is loading up on them and Kawhi is a good passer but he's never really been a playmaker in his career there's just never really been a time where he's clearly exhibited throughout a game that he can really take over dishing the ball out so he just it doesn't fit his his play profile And maybe he can do it and maybe if they go to a next game it'll work but they just don't have the stretching right now to make it really work i don't think philly's going to continue to load the paint on them and um still keep one guy on the weak side to take care of it so it's just it's i don't think Kawhi can make it happen
0: you know, I would like to think he could do it, but you're right. He makes a simple pass when they come over, and he gets in whatever. He's not the kind of guy who has a tremendous vision, um, and that's okay. It works for what they have generally. But uh, yeah, they're gonna have to really come up with some interesting stuff. Uh, and I'm really intrigued by the Ibaka thing. Uh, but I mean, if Ibaka was playing at all at any better than than he has been, then it would be interesting uh, to try. I just don't. I don't see how Nick Nurse would look at that and be like, "Oh, I got to get him more more minutes." Um, but I I certainly taking less minutes from Danny Green, who I wouldn't argue with either. Uh, So uh, Dennis Dave asks, can you make a video on shooting drills that help during actual in-game situations? It happens, funnily enough, uh, I have that exact video that I filmed. I got to finish editing it. Uh, And I've launched a big um, uh, sort of membership online. And that's where a lot of my encore demo stuff is going to be for the coaches. So stay tuned for that. uh, And you'll be able to get access to that behind, you know, uh, as a subscriber. So, um, that's that's going to be a big thing. And people are really enjoying what we're doing already for that. So if you see those ads in the beginning or the end of my videos, uh, check it out. It's really uh, it's a cool thing. Um, what do you say, Jared? I think we're getting close to wrapping this up. it has been a nice, uh, really great conversation. Again, YouTube wins the day.
1: YouTube has been great. Uh, they keep debating. Somebody, for some reason, thinks Kyrie is the best player in the Eastern Conference. Um, I'm curious, I think, how many players in the Eastern Conference do you think are better than Kyrie?
0: Well, what's the list?
1: Giannis. Kawhi, Fred Van Joel <laughs> Embiid. And yes. then I then I think probably Kyrie there, but well, Yeah, there I would put else?
0: Giannis over Kyrie.
1: Yes. I way. would
0: put Kawhi over Kyrie. I would put Embiid over Kyrie.
1: Eduardo Fishtaller, Fish Taylor says there's sixty nine players better than Kyrie. Um well, someone you with know Jason on. Tatum, but you not know how to spell his name. Um Van Fleet, Lamau. That's fucking right. Bobon. Bobon is definitely better than Kyrie. Sure.
0: Um, you know, TJ yeah. McConnell.
1: Okay. Actually, Bobon played three minutes tonight. We barely even saw Bobon. They finally, they finally kind of, I mean, that's because he committed to the Greg Monroe. Monroe was kind of a disaster. Um, him trying to dunk it wide open and missing. Wait, was, wait, uh, he didn't even try you know to dunk
0: mean? it though, right? He just tried to lay it up and miss. It was it, a right? layup,
1: yeah. He just, he, yeah. he basically dunked it into the rim. It was Yeah, really that was
0: embarrassing. Um, but you know what? Give him credit. He was good last game and he had four points, but I'm thinking at least one of those buckets is like at the end in garbage time because uh, I didn't see it. Um, Yeah, so, uh, but Monroe was, 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 gave him a really big lift in game, whatever that was, where he was playing a lot better than Embiid. Um, let's see. Thomas Mazzacco asks, do you think that Ben Blake needs to be benched for the rest of the series? Because he's not bringing much on offense and he can't play D because he's way too small. Uh, no, you got to run with him. You got to wait and see, because maybe he will find it at some point. But, uh, how many minutes did he play? He, uh, he let's see.
1: He was their main bench guy. 20, um, so for one, yeah. For, and you know maybe these guys played a few less minutes than they would have because there was just some garbage time at the end. Right. But like Toronto's guys should be playing forty minutes. There should be multiple guys here playing forty plus minutes. Right.
0: And Kawhi was at thirty six. Siakam was thirty three, and he wasn't even fouled, foul trouble really. Marcus All twenty nine. That's fine with him. Danny Green was 30. by the way like Danny Green got thirty four minutes. He probably should have gotten thirty. Uh, and then Kyle Lowry thirty eight. The problem is, yeah, I, there's nothing that you can't play anybody else besides Kyle, Kyle Lowry, even though I want him off the floor. So, no, there's no, they, they got to dance with the date they brought to the prom. No. Um, anyhow, well, let's see. We're not going to do one tomorrow, I don't think, right? That, I, oh, actually, tomorrow's Friday. I got to go. Guess what? I'm going. Oh, I can't say because I wonder if my friend is watching. Well, if he, Never mind. Oh, don't, don't anyway, say. It. Well, no, I'm I can say that I'm going to a party, If I don't say what it is. I, no, I mean, wait, I'm going to go to a party and I get to dress like it's a Yacht Rock party. Very excited.
1: In that fact, I was trying to
0: grow my mustache, but I'm gonna have to do uh, spirit gum because I don't, I don't have enough time. There you go.
1: I'll be at the Yarock party, known as Celtics Bucks Game Three. We got a few people here that want to get our prediction. What's your? Oh. How do you see the rest of the series? The series shaping up?
0: Okay, great question. Let's quickly do that before we, we wrap up here. All right. So what's in the first series? We got Celtics versus the um, Bucks.
1: Yeah, but you you keep forgetting the Bucks. They're very forgettable to you. That makes me feel like you think the Celtics are gonna come yeah. back.
0: Where are we? One one right now? Right? Yeah. They're like 1-1. Just, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: basically just like destroyed each other in the yeah. first. Yeah,
0: And I'm a I'm a prisoner of the moment. So I'm I'm gonna go with the, the Celtics win that. Um okay. and I feel like okay, what's the next series we're gonna talk about? Okay, uh, Warriors are gonna beat the Rockets, maybe in five. We talked about that last night. Uh, what's the other one?
1: Blazers and Nuggets.
0: Man man i i don't know why i, I, I okay i will admit i kind of find myself cheering for the blazers a little bit like i kind of just sort of want to see them win and they looked they like overcame so much and the referee was so bad and i went through it in the in the, in the video watch it uh, after we're done here i released it right before the game late um so i i kind of i i think i want to uh, i want the um blazers to win friend of the, uh cj mccollum friend of the breakdown let's root for him a little bit um and so i think the, i think they're going to win uh, and then we had this series, which I think I've already sort of buried uh, the Raptors uh, in a in a six game. But I thought you were pro battle. Raptors according to the YouTube comments.
1: I'm I'm shocked. I, um,
0: was, I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm flipping. I'm, I'm listen. I, what have you done for me lately?
1: That's true. I I think this could turn around, but Philly is killing them right now. It's hard to see. Everybody on Philly seems to be clicking, and we know Philly is just like Boston. It's Toronto and Milwaukee were two teams that are really well-designed, had great chemistry that really carried them through the season, while Philly and Boston had the most talent but were a mess, and we're seeing that it's really hard for them to wrangle it all together for one full series, and the Celtics are really showing that because the Celtics look like uh, they could take down the Warriors in game one, and then they look like they don't even deserve to be in the playoffs still in game two, so... Yeah, I mean, I like Philly to continue this. I mean, as long as Embiid is healthy, I think Philly is probably going to be the favorite again. And last night, I said Toronto is going to make the NBA Finals. So I still think Toronto is the best team in the East when they're playing well, but they're just not playing. (laughs) The last two games have not been good. And, I mean, Kyle Lowry's got to turn this around hard. He's got to have that breakout game that resets the narrative for him. And Um, maybe you will. He seems to do that pretty often. And then I think... I think the Celtics are probably going to, um, they're going to yeah. probably win game three and then drop game four. I still think the Bucks are probably going to win that series in seven.
0: Okay. All right. We've got a, a couple quick orange things to mention real quick on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Xerxes, uh, NG. And I know you're supposed to pronounce NG a certain way. And I'm forgetting how you do it. But... Neng? Um, Neng, I
1: think you Something should. like
0: that. Uh, he wanna ask you want to ask me if I think the Raps have a chance. Uh, no. And if Kawhi, will Kawhi leave? Yes. Um, <laughs> and then... Jamie Harknett, do the Raptors have a chance to win the series? Uh, I guess we're sort of writing them off. No, sorry. Sorry, Raptors. Uh, Doughboy uh, is Philly like one of the finals. I'm calling it now. Trust the tanking. i mean the process. Okay, interesting. And we, Okay, that covers all the orange ones, which I don't know what that means, but that's why I that they, that they they
1: did mention, something. It means that they, they mention your name. That's, that's
0: it? That's all you had to do? yeah oh, well then everybody should be doing that okay anyway <laughs> and then uh john john 671 you can't wait until the, the end to ask me my thoughts on tom Izzo's coaching i will uh have a whole no,
1: this is an to, nba show get out right. of here but no
0: but i did a whole 27 minute video on that and if you haven't I remember. seen it go back and watch it because it's awesome and it, it, you, if you, you will know exactly how i feel about his coaching um after you watch that so jared awesome stuff thank you for joining us we'll be back again next week how about for another uh round of live shows what do you say
1: yeah, well, just do one Saturday night. I we'll just keep doing these live shows when so I don't have to do a Celtics game. Uh, I think game.
0: I got something to do on Saturday too.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't live my life anymore. Yeah, it's all I'm about it's all about live streaming for me.
0: Oh, I know. I, I I'm going out on Saturday night too, which is usually my date. I go out anyway, the date night. But um, it's rare in the playoffs that I do that. So I gotta have a break. I gotta have some fun too. You know, you know, guys' night out or whatever. You know, or actually that's Saturday's date night. But Friday is gonna be the um, the uh, awesome um, uh, yacht rock party. Cannot wait for that. So, Word. anyway. Uh, can yes. I get a plug in real quick? Get a plug in real quick.
1: Uh one just, you know, follow me everywhere, Jared Weiss NBA, YouTube, Cash App, Pornhub wherever. Um also I have a new story on the Athletic NBA page. It is not about basketball, it's about hip hop. It's about rapper Cousin Stiz, who is one of the big rappers, biggest rappers ever to come out of Boston who's now becoming kind of kind of becoming a big sensation in LA. Is uh he's become the new face of the Celtics playoff campaign. I ended up writing kind of a long uh, a long form feature about what that means from yeah I did say porno, but um it, it I wrote like a long feature about what this means for a city that's really grappled with having minorities representing the city because there's such like this kind of white bread image of the city and how the city is really evolving to be more representative and it's just a lot of other you know social stuff like that and also interesting stuff if you think branding and marketing and advertising is cool and if you just think basketball is cool go give it a read please subscribe it retweet it to your friends and i need the subscribes to make me uh look good to my superiors so that i can get promoted to work full-time so go do it
0: yes don't we all we all need those subscribers uh, to come on to the athletics so head over there watch my videos too and watch read jared's stuff and everybody else's stuff and uh again thank you all for being here <laughs> oh, awesome wait,
1: I look like a white version of Jamal Murray. I like that. Uh, you haven't wow. shown your feet yet. Somebody oh, paid for you my, to show your my feet. My bare
0: feet? Is that what the deal? Yeah,
1: that's why That's why you have to follow me on Pornhub.
0: All right. Oh, and that's a thing, right? People like bare feet. I, I forgot. A, not, we do I foot finishes
1: here on the Weeball Breakdown. You
0: want me to do MSMR whatever? What's it called again? What's that? ASMR, I ASMR. think. ASMR. I can do I that, too. Like a, I don't think it's All like right. a... You really want to see my feet, huh? Actually, my feet are pretty I think this looking. is really
1: weird, but someone paid $2, and they got to my get with... My
0: feet are pretty good looking. I think. The, the bottom of them, the top. What do you want to see my
1: toes? I, all right, I think I that's enough. All right, let's kill the stream before everybody. All right, good. Yeah. And then,
0: and then I can do some ASMR for you if you like to, because that's really fun. <laughs> anyway, all right, guys, we had a great time. Well, we, we'll be back here. Don't worry, we're going to be right back. So you'll know. Uh, the only question is when. Probably next week. We'll figure out a game. It's always a great one when you only have one game in a night, and it's a little bit earlier. We can do this and everyone's around. So, uh, Jared, awesome stuff. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you everybody right, else. Shout out to
1: the amazing YouTube commenters and shout out to Coach Nick, everybody, for doing some ridiculous shit for your
0: money. Yeah, alright. That's what well, the things I'll do for you guys. So anyway, <laughs> thanks so much, and don't forget, sports fans, at P Ball Breakdown, we're not a channel, we're a conversation. You in? Are you in Jared?
1: I'm out of here after that foot show. <laughs>